This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by you. That's right, we're on Patreon now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons. For as little as $5 a month, you can help our show and get all kinds of great extra content on top of that. We've got a ton of great bonus content waiting for you right now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons today. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody! Welcome to Talking Simpsons recorded live in Bunyan Country. I'm your host, Dear Rad Boy, Bob Mackey, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Henry Gilbert, and I'm both a fairy and a queen. Oh. <laughs> and who else? Senior Wentz's reference, Chris Antista. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Took my Rad Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and today's episode is Homer versus Patty and Selma. And who could forget Dear Rad Boy? Oh. <laughs> and today's episode aired on February 26, 1995, and as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real-world history. <gasps> oh my god! Stop a glass, Bobby, because it's time to wish congratulations to Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee and Baywatch star Pamela Anderson, who have Whoa. just tied the knot and are meant to be. Uh, the What a Cartoon <laughs> Show launches on Cartoon Network with a short pilot for what would eventually become Dexter's Laboratory, oh, its first spinoff. That. And Toshiba, Time Warner, Sony, and Philips, and all the giant media companies have settled on a, the preferred nomenclature for their super-density multimedia compact disc, the DVD. Oh, wow. wow. The digital versatile disc. Digitally versatile disc. <laughs> I forgot the DVD consortium. I forgot, that was a great <laughs> name there. Multiple That's... corporate giants trying to come up with a CD that played <laughs> movies, and they had to settle on a name in early 1985. Why would the DVD consortium lie to us? <laughs> uh, but good old Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson. Oh, yeah. Like they're, Within days of this, they're, I saw a video airing, the they're going to make a video. They're going to make quite a famous video. Like his cock is crazy. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's all right. Nuts. It's, it's all right. No, come on. That's like at least ten inches. Like it's yeah. insanity, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember he has he's transfixed by it. He has mayhem right above. Uh, on his stomach. So if you, if you were to say be blowing him, like you're you are seeing mayhem yeah, just coming it's right a, it at looks like a, test. It looks like a like a Mexican mural eulogy every time you're coming <laughs> getting blown. And itself, it's it's also we're going to talk a lot about Mister Show in this episode, actually. But oh, yeah. that, we the are mis- the Mister Show show me your weenus joke. <laughs> that was a parody of their sex. Tape, Look at my hard dick. <laughs> which people talked about. The joke was if they sound even though it is a man and a woman, it sounds like two gay guys talking that's about right them. they show me your weenus and uh, wait what was the middle one on that news thing between dvd and the uh, uh, tommy b- 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 cartoon network so what a cartoon oh, yeah. show if you want to hear us talk about uh, dexter and Gendy tartakovsky that's uh, we talk a bit with ian jones courtney mm. in our interview it's it's that. bizarre to think about that i don't think it's the first original cartoon network show but it two was two stupid dogs sort uh, of yeah, and it, yeah. But it was like aired on tnt as well yeah. but this is their essentially a pilot program it really was it was secretly a pilot program and Dexter was a great that should have been the first one Powerpuff Girls maybe before that short air they knew Dexter's Laboratory would be their first it was was easily the strongest of them and Ian Jones Cordy in an interview made a great point about he called he had a term for it he called it Hanna-Barbanime which he said it was like you get the action and fluid movement of anime but with the flat character designs of Hanna-Barbera and they somehow work together and Seth MacFarlane's sort of prototype for Family Guy aired on the What a Cartoon Show I forget 
forget what it's called, but it's basically Peter it's and It's a regular Ryan. schlub and a talking dog. Yes, yeah. and one is really stupid and one is very smart. <laughs> and they have a Star Wars reference and a woman gets beat up. It's all the it's, it's all the funny things for this. So when I say Mr. Show, that's because this episode is written is the first episode by Brent Forrester. Yes. Who would go on to be a writer for Mr. Show and also the American Office. but and Arrested Development. And a Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. But his most famous scripts from the show, which he, some he pr- did with Dino Stamatopoulos, were the audition wow. oh, yeah. and pre-taped call-in show. Can I use this chair, Henry? <laughs> Can I use this chair? No, seriously. Can I use this chair? Yes. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, wonderful. A pre-tape call-in show is one of, I... That's, it's on our YouTube channel for some YouTube reason. Channel. Yeah, <laughs> the audition one, which we are you know, pretending to do, is very funny as well. Yeah, they're, they're both very yeah. funny. And, but this does have the feel, this episode has the feel of a first-time writer to The Simpsons. It's kind of a kind of a stock episode. It feels a little yeah. half-baked. And, and after an episode where The Simpsons were... The entire town of Springfield is about to go up in smoke. Then there's an episode where Homer and Krusty become cartoon clowns together, and then they fly to Australia. This very <laughs> domestic episode where they barely go anywhere, and it's just about not liking your sisters-in-law. It's it's, it's very small. Yeah, and I feel like it. the Simpsons writing process is they would go on a retreat every year, come up with strong ideas, and then like put them all on a big board. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling these are the remaining ideas on a board <laughs> at some point. Okay, like okay, uh, Homer vs. Patty and Selma, Bart, uh, Ballet, and also Mel Brooks. Yeah, and. <laughs> And also, as Oakley has told us, the new writers get the Marge episodes. This isn't exactly a Marge episode, but Patty and Selma are Marge adjacent. That is my takeaway about one... I think the Simpsons have the worst episode titles in the universe, so please Mm. just stick with Simpsons versus Plot. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. And uh, Julie... Kavner doesn't have a time to comedically shine very well unless an episode is focused on Patty and Selma. Yeah. yeah. She is great and hilarious. I love these two characters. Me too. They get less use in the Merkin era, and they're not really used as much as I want them to be in this episode, but I love them in these plots. Yeah, though I think Dan... Dan feels a little less to me in this episode. I don't know. It didn't sound like he was trying to start. Also, a thing I noticed in this episode, directed by Mark Kirkland, the animation also feels like the B team as well. Like, it's lesser animation. It's not... Not as fluid, and there's a well, little... Well, the Bart dancing stuff is very, very that good. That was very good, yeah. yeah. But and there's a little thing that I couldn't not notice afterwards of, like, their lips. There's, like, a weird hmm. curve on the lips every time they talk. They're like, it's not in the stock animation weird. for other ones. I'll have to go like, back to that. I, didn't I, I wonder if this was given to a B team there or not, which... Uh, I, but I was just thinking of animation B teams because I read the Hollywood Reporter of this amazing oral history of the X-Men cartoon show, mm-hmm. which basically pointed out, like, the reason it looked like dog shit is because Saban Entertainment didn't want to spend an extra penny on it that they had to. We actually have an article on lasertimepodcast.com <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, that, that shows you the original pilot, how awful it looked, and they had yeah. to redo it for syndication. Even though they didn't even want to spend that much money mm-hmm. on it. There's also a story in there that the show was a huge success immediately, and then Haim Saban immediately cut $500 off the pay of every writer. Wow. Because like, he said, hey, if it's a big hit, you get all the name you get all the name uh, recognition uh-huh. from working on a hit, so I'll just pay you less. Man, what a slime. Yeah. But- so I like a lot of jokes in this episode, but I feel like what hurts it is that it uses a stock sitcom plot without subverting it in any way. The whole, you're going to be my slave, you know, yeah. plot. Yeah, actually, they never Because really- he's my butler. Exactly. I mean, they were calling attention to how hoary and awful that is, and uh, they don't really do much with it in this and episode. also, the B plot is a real stock plot too of like yeah. character discovers talent they never had before mm. or after the payoff is very Simpsons-y though that is Simpsons-y that is yeah. a subversion of a plot you wouldn't they wouldn't end an episode with of home improvement with one of the kids being beaten <laughs> like that wouldn't happen but 
the Homer thing is a kind of a subversion of uh, isn't subverted all that much. Not really. The only subversion is that Homer is kind of the that Homer learns nothing. That I guess that is a subversion, but. I, you know, this is unprecedented, but I think the opening pumpkin scene should get the line of the show. I think it's kind of the best. I, I like it a lot. That's the joke. Hey, Homer, how come you got money to burn? Or singe, anyway. Yeah, Homer, what's your secret investment? Take a guess. Uh, pumpkins? Yeah, that's right, Barney. <laughs> this year I invested in pumpkins. They've been going up the whole month of October. And I got a feeling they're going to peak right around January. And bang! That's when I'll cash in. To Homer and the Sergeant Pepper was growing out of the middle of your back. Uh, Bon, you got to unwrap the plastic before you smoke these. Homer, you knuckle beak. I told you a hundred times. You got to sell your pumpkin futures before Halloween. Before. All right, let's not panic. I'll make the money back by selling one of my livers. I can get by with one. It makes sense this episode aired in February because that's when he would be selling his pumpkin futures. That's true. Yeah, yeah but the, God, the I just love like right around mm. January when you see the Happy <laughs> Halloween sign, which was fun. I watched this episode on Halloween. So. Oh, yeah. me too. Me yeah. too. It's funny when Homer is mad that Barney accurately guesses the surprise. Yeah, no, it's very obvious. He's like, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I'll give credit to the animators for they drew the plastic over his cigar yeah. in the entire scene, so <laughs> that he's kind of huffing plastic fumes that that Barney has gone from drinking to huffing paint <laughs> whatever gets you there money to singe is a great like <laughs> way to talk about moderate wealth yeah I'm like, I'm a little I got some money Homer very carefully puts out that one dollar bill when he lights a cigar it, with and puts it back in his wad of one dollar bills yeah <laughs> And yeah, I like uh, Homer's got a different stockbroker now. I'm guessing the previous one from uh, the Z Germans episode died. He was uh, a very sickly man. I just ama- I needed accountants so bad, but I'm not <laughs> sure I can afford one. Yet I apparently I make more money than Homer in 1995. He has a stockbroker mm. and an accountant. It's easier to own homes back. Then. What the hell? So uh, you know the the stu- the housing market. I want a home. <laughs> uh, I think if, old Grimy would have the same complaints. No, I I wish that liver joke. I wish he'd said I can get by with two or whatever the, the joke that homer thinks he has you don't have more than one you have one liver i think it would have been a funnier joke if he thought he had three livers or four if he said like i can get by with three that's funnier than i can get by with one it's I'm, still kind of like a too easy stupid joke no there's like five jokes in this episode i'll get sort to of, them each at the time they're like you could have done better. it's sort of a what's the number for 911 joke yeah. like, a very stock <laughs> idiot joke you can that's, write in about a second yeah. Yeah. and also we learned that apparently homer eats lipstick yes which uh, <laughs> i love the squeaky sound of the, yeah. the teeth being cleaned we had a deal your sisters don't come here after six and i stop eating your lipstick this is a special occasion. Patty and Selma just got promoted at the DMV. Yeah, Homer. Let your wife have a glimpse of success for once. All right. That's the last straw. Time to take out the trash. But first, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> a great line. A great line. And the animation of him throwing out the couch with them on it and then pulling it back in. But again, that's a very, like, sitcom-y thing. Only Homer's, like, oafishness and super strength is what makes it uh, makes it a heightened thing. And I also do love him. Wrong! Smash. Smash. Yes. <laughs> like, so uh, also, the great lines, like, when you have to plant the seeds, you throw away the envelope. Yes. Talking about how Homer gave Marge kids. That's the only... 
his only use. The, they got the three kids. Like, yeah, I think they, that will eventually be a domestic structure. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, fandom will go that far. I mean, <laughs> I'm a giant liability for my girlfriend, and I don't want her to catch on. <laughs> uh, so, but they, only dogs. Do- Did you have dogs that ate lipstick? No. So I, th- I thought that was a reference to Homer being dog-like. That whatever. totally makes sense. I could see. Uh, man, but it, yeah. I think it started with our dogs with my sister's scented whatever, oh. and then they just ate all lipsticks if you they could get to them. I didn't really have dog. I didn't have a dog until after <laughs> after I was six, so I never experienced a dog eating lipstick. But... I did, and her name was McGaggy. McGaggy. <laughs> but that makes it even. That does make it even a better joke. Not just that Homer is a weirdo who eats flowers and lipstick and, and soap. a million and other the and soap. <laughs> fancy soaps. <laughs> yeah, but that that he does it in a dog way. I do like that. But uh, then Homer, I I do love Homer's stress dream. Actually, oh, this, this is, is a pretty, great, this great is bit. So great. Congratulations, Mr. Simpson. This invention of yours has made us all rich, especially you. It's simple yet ingenious, and it fits right in the palm of your hand. Every person in America now owns one of these, and in many cases, three or four. Uh, could I just get a look at that? No, no, why would you need to see it? You're the genius who invented the product in question. But, uh, <laughs> could I just... Now, don't worry, you'll get to see it just as soon as we unveil our new ad campaign. <laughs> let me see, let me see, out of the way! Homer! Homer, wake up! There's still a few minutes till our usual bedtime. No, my invention! <laughs> I love how his dream is trying to screw him out of knowing anything. The uh, yeah. product question. Yeah, my dreams do that all question. the time. Yeah. Either I've written something or I came up with something that did well and I could just never know quite what it was. No, I've had those dreams where like, I wake up, I'm like, that's the perfect idea for it. Mm-hmm. And then as I investigate the thought, well, Nova, I'm like, yeah, when I do the... Oh, no, that's a dumb idea. Why would I do that? It, uh, but it, it, it sounds like they're describing only... I can only think of the iPhone. It, it feels like an iPhone thing. It does. Looks it would like fit a, in the palm of your it hand. It looks like, like an IED like a, from, like, Iraq. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, what it looks like to me is a fidget cube. Yeah. Are the cooler kids today with their fidget spinners. They need to get on the fidget cube. It looks it's, like the phantasm ball, actually. It's, <laughs> it's like a bop it with no speaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that... The function of it definitely sounds like an iPhone, though, in in function ways, and that, changed everything. Some Americans own three or four, and then Marge is that that is a joke too. She's her concern is that Homer fell asleep a few minutes before <laughs> their normal bedtime. Straight into that, we have Homer's fantasy about his entire family, which I I do love. All my money problems, money problems. Homer, are we in some sort of fiduciary trouble? <laughs> my loyal wife of course not and Lisa my little princess and who could forget dear rat boy rat boy I resent that Lord, I told you before stop gnawing on the drywall it's, I, I, it's weird that that might be the most notable joke in this episode. Yeah, I love Dear Rat Boy, and uh, they put a lot so of out of nowhere. <laughs> they put a lot of funny words in Marge's mouth in this episode. I love fiduciary <laughs> trouble. Yeah, they give her silly things to say. But the my line of the show might be later. It's a very uh, very uh, yes. weird Marge line. Yeah, but the. The, the rap boy thing actually is funny to me, too, for a personal reason that I tried to talking Simpsons a, a, before we had it, before long before podcasts, I had a report on Romeo and Juliet that I had to do for a junior high class. And I wanted it to be an audio-only project, so, which uh, I could only do with a digital recorder. And I wanted needle drops of cutaways to things from other stuff. And one of them was 
dear rat boy. <laughs> and so I had to put in my VHS tape of the show, get it to that exact moment, mm. hit record, and just, there was no editing software either, so I just had to record in order. Ooh, I remember that. And, yeah. and my teacher did not get it and gave me like a who, C Who, on who, it who in Romeo and Juliet was dear rat boy? Tybalt, I think. Okay. The dude, the, the guy who gets killed in the middle who loved his sister or something. I only remember the plot of it as regards to Tromeo and Juliet. So. I prefer Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> but in Tromeo and Juliet, they normalize uh, they normalize incest. Oh, you're that. right. Is that yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn? It was. He, so. he wrote it. Yep, yeah. Good good time. That was one of their last like really legit movies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> legit is in quotes. Then they go straight to... It's something I don't like when they do in the editing where they cut from Bart to Bart. <laughs> like it's, But they, I guess it's really the only way to work. The, this... The ballet thing is completely and wholly separate from this. They, 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 they never connect intersect in no way. at all. But I, I do like him saying, like, you're right, Millhouse. Fun is fun. <laughs> and, that, and Millhouse screaming truant. But, truant. Uh, then we get a rare appearance of Richard and Lewis, part season one friends who now are nobody and say nothing. They like, get about one line every five years. I, I checked the wiki. Each have had four different voice actors wow. because they just don't they don't keep them. But I wonder if it was named after Richard Lewis. I, 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 I bet it is. <laughs> This gets uglier every year. Any sign of Barton Millhouse? No, and if they don't get here soon, it'll be T.S. for them. Hmm. I don't feel right. <laughs> Do you hear that, Bart? That was a tardy bell. Truant, 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 they'll all say. Ah, who needs him? I can have fun all by myself. Sardite, 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 Sardite. <laughs> God, Bart loves that Senior Wintus bit. He loves it. So, yeah, you want to talk about Senior Wintus? Sure. Wintus's he thing? was a very, very famous puppeteer. I think made most famous by the Ed Sullivan yes. Show. But he existed up until the 80s, I believe. But it was a, a bit with a little uh, little boy named Johnny. But Johnny was his talking hand. He put a wig mm-hmm. and two googly eyes on. So it'd be a lot of, like, rapid-fire back-and-forth patter between the and two. And I had to research this with Henry. We a couple like two years ago we did the definitive guide to Robin Williams genie impressions oh yes yeah he and, does that too in it and yeah. I just want to mention that yes it's an obvious plug for that article <laughs> but I can't be- I just looked at it I was going to share it I can't believe how many YouTube videos got flagged from that article like who is oh. copywriting Senior Wences and Walter oh, Brennan Jesus. footage there's not a lot of uh, Wences online actually it, yeah, there are very nuts. few clips but it's funny like as you go forward in time he's sort of an old man in the 60s when he's doing mm-hmm. this, the stuff in the 80s it's like a withered yeah, old yeah. head like hello my bad. name is Johnny and it's like just the, the saddest clips of senior wences are in color. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see your stuff. No, Johnny, no. No, no. Why? Why? It is very difficult. Easy. Easy? Yes. No, no. No, 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 no. Very confusing music. Difficult. I say difficult. Yes. Yes. Very easy. <laughs> I say very difficult, Johnny. Yes. Yes. Say difficult? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Say difficult. Difficult. Louder. Difficult. Louder. Difficult. Louder. Difficult. Louder. Difficult. Louder. Difficult. Louder. Difficult. Good. Very difficult. For you, for me, very easy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Listen, uh, we were all scarred by a war, people. That was very funny. <laughs> I got 
got a genuine laugh. Yeah, it's it's cute. I, I find that that puppet just grotesque, though. Yeah, I but like how he hides his mouth it's, moving. That's yeah. why the Simpsons were so important. Not just comedy writing, but that was the first animated character on television. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, and obviously, South Park fans will know that is like Jennifer Lopez. Oh, you're right. He's exactly that. Taco somebody loves you. It's, but this was the first time ever this episode uh, I never got the joke of TS for them TS it's the second TS reference yeah, yeah well so I only got it as that's TS for them meaning tough shit tough shit but the joke is it'll be TS for them cut to tethered swimming TS yes Whoa. they are saying It'll be TS for them, meaning they'll be stuck with tethered swimming. Oh, that's you, the joke that you just I got. That I, I, I never got. Well, that. because you talked about uh, when Homer mentioned said TS. Right. I thought they were just saying tough shit. Me, and an intellectual, t- realized that as a child. <laughs> I never. Well, this I, is we when it clicked for me. TS, I never got that. By the way, is how uh, when we're texting one another, how we refer to this show. But uh, oh, but it, right. it wasn't a saying in where I was from. It no wasn't. Yeah, yeah. No. I think I asked my parents, but yeah, tethered swimming is real, and it's actually what? called that. It's not a sport. It's more for strength training you wrap bands around it's yourself more, and you swim again you swim it's mainly to punish servants pretty much but now they have those endless pools where you just swim against the current that's true happening. Okay. yeah so. that sounds like i mean that sounds like something crossfit people do but yeah it, yeah it was just this moment of like that's why they cut to tethered swimming i, no I just idea. what did no. you think it meant what do you think i just the joke thought was? they were saying tough shit and I, then they cut to i didn't Ralph get tough no shit reason. until just wow. now because it's a it was referenced in a preview well i think less of all of my co-hosts now <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move uh, yes, on. Yeah. The Simpsons will be right back. Is this projection accurate? Is Talking Simpsons getting a live show? Yes! The answer is yes, everybody. Talking Simpsons is getting a very own live podcast recording. Where? At San Francisco Sketch Fest in good old San Francisco. When? January 28th, 530. How much are tickets? They're free. You just gotta claim yours first if you're gonna be going. Interested parties only. It's gonna be at the Piano Fight Bar in San Francisco. January 28th, 2018 at 530pm. We're gonna be doing a live podcast recording more details to come on what we're going to be doing there soon but be sure that it's going to be a gay old time at sf sketch fest and we are super honored to be there and we can only do that thanks to the support of all of our people on patreon just five dollars a month gets you access to a ton of special things that you will only find there including every episode of talking critic a ton of exclusive interviews and much much more so please sign up at patreon and don't forget mark your calendar for January 28, 2018 for Talking Simpsons, the live podcast recording at SF Sketchfest. Hey, if you're listening to this during the week of Black Friday, maybe you should think about getting a gift for the Simpsons lover in your life, and I know the gift I would suggest. 
the t-shirt for Talking Simpsons. The Talking Simpsons t-shirt you can get for yourself. It's on Shirtsickle, and you can head to shirtsickle.com, or you can go to tiny.cc slash talking shirt and pick it up. It is a beautiful sky blue based on the design for Ion Springfield done by our wonderful friend of the show, Nina Matsumoto. Just $19.99 will get you your own t-shirt plus shipping and tax. And it ships somewhat internationally. So just because you're not in the United States doesn't mean you won't be able to get this shirt. Check it out for yourself at shirtsickle.com or tiny.cc slash talking shirt. Hey, this is Sideshow Luke Perry. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. This week on Laser Time, the internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, the gang is tackling a brand new topic. So I tried to find a negative review of Citizen Kane. One star, it had no color. <laughs> it was utterly depressing. The camera angles were okay, but the acting really wasn't too good. All the actors were always interrupting themselves or each other, and it just didn't flow well in my mind. And this is my favorite line of all time. It's just like the Blair Witch Project. I mean, he's right. It's just like the Blair Witch Project. A lot of people watch Citizen Kane because of the hype and find themselves disappointed. It's sad but true. Citizen Kane was a real disappointment. Totally unoriginal plot. Bad lighting. Cheesy sets. Boring too. And gosh, what is this Rosebud thing? That was freaky. Whoa, dude. Anyway, this movie was, was whack and weird. mad boring. <laughs> <laughs> it no, was a bummer too that, that it was that. all black and white and all the guys looked the same because they all wore suits <laughs> that's laser time new every monday on lasertimepodcast.com itunes or wherever you get your podcasts So Mo wants to immediately break Homer's legs as, as collateral, which I I love that it's it's a new level of darkness to Mo, but yeah. he, he'll get darker. One of my favorite dark Mo jokes, which they said was Hank Azaria doing a ad lib, but of him just pointing oh, right. a shotgun at Homer and saying like, "That's right, I rob people now." I guess. <laughs> uh, but then Homer goes, "Oh, also that they show Lisa in her hockey uniform when she oh. signed up for it." So I think that uh, I wonder if that is supposed to be continued continuity uh, from lisa on ice that, actually there's one thing i want to talk about it's a very weird line from skinner that is yes, clearly adr yeah. and it's not funny it's him saying well you should have gotten here earlier bart there's yeah. there's no joke but they clearly had rewritten what he was saying yeah to make it just a statement of fact yeah. instead of i feel like the joke could have been instead something a Vietnam like reference <laughs> yeah or him saying uh i took ballet all the time and i loved it or a million Billy showed things. up late to the banks of da Nang. But yeah <laughs> instead it was like not a joke and i was like this yeah i don't, and I don't know a very flat line so yeah. that made me wonder Sorry. For, for adr especially you're just like why would you do that i just yeah and though i do like uh millhouse getting kicked by uh nelson and his taekwondo we talked I, I don't know we've talked before about like i don't know when April Richardson was on Laser Time, I talked about how I was so afraid of growing up and going into high school. And part of that was the idea of having to pick your own class. Like, I don't want to yeah. fucking be here anyway. Quit <laughs> making me do research and deciding what I want to do. And it, it's just a little early for elementary school kids to... You had no choice mm-hmm. at this age what yeah. classes you took. It was like all-purpose gym, yeah. basically. Yeah, like, it's just gym. Yeah, but they can't... That's the thing. They're stuck Terrified. with the age groups. They can't change. They have to give junior high and high school things to Bart and Lisa because they'll never be in junior high or high Good. school. <laughs> this 
is a weak episode, but I have to say this act break might be one of my favorites. I yes. forget how yeah. I forgot how long it goes on. First off, I do like Homer's threatening bank guy of just like, well, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, I've been pre-declined for all these credit cards. <laughs> but he's kind of like a you tough win. guy. Like, we'll go to the house next house with no numbers. Yeah, like, but and Homer pushed the dog around like a vacuum. Yes. <laughs> it's on his permanent record. This season they did in the Merkin years they did so many jokes of Homer laughs too long at something, but this is the ultimate version of it. You're my last last chance. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel, hail Mary, long shot. Wish you would do it, but probably won't. Final resort to lend me money. We'll take care of you. Yes, care. <laughs> <laughs> Cut him a check and get him the hell out of here. I forgot how long it went on. For a second, I thought it cut after he starts laughing along with them, but no. They say, get him out of here, and he still keeps laughing. He's <laughs> got him a check and get him the hell out of here. I forgot he even keeps laughing yeah. after that. What they're giving him can't be a small amount of money, like a mortgage payment. Uh, mm. You know, I wish I'd looked in this way. I don't know. Mortgage payment in the Midwest, like. knowing what a mortgage payment is compared to my rent yep. here is just like, well, that's three times less. Yeah, I, I would have owned a house by now. Probably. I had one in Florida, and it was $750 a month. Yeah. Wow. I mm-hmm. could absolutely afford that i should buy a house and not here yeah this is, this is back when that could ruin the simpsons family though one yes. missed mortgage payment and the I house think, is yeah. the house belongs to the bank well remember that plot on uh, roseanne one year where they took no. out a second mortgage on their house to pay for something to pay for his uh motorcycle, motorcycle shop. that's right yeah, yeah. And every failed business that Dan has. <laughs> uh, every season he'd have a new one. So then they come back. I like Homer's satisfiedness of like, I'm going to tilt my chair. Like mm, that's so. slanty. And those those steaks are the steaks are some pretty steaks. Mm-mm. But yeah, then Patty and Selma come over and they they let Homer know that they own him. And I this euphemism doesn't work. I always thought that Siegfried and Roy have a very you know, equal partnership, but it's a, it's a funny guy. This has been such a nice, peaceful dinner. Mm-hmm. It calls for a celebration. I'm going to make the most international coffee in the house. Montreal more. <laughs> All right, you had your fun. Now get lost. <laughs> Our fun hasn't begun yet. Huh? We know something you don't want Marge to know. Now we own you. Like Siegfried owns Roy. I'm sorry. All we have is Nescafe. I'm very, very sorry. Oh, Marge, Marge, you're just in time. Homer's getting ready to give us a foot rub. You are? No! uh. I'm giving him a foot massage. At least let me have that. Uh, You can start with the corns. Then you can move on to Bunyan Country. A lot of jokes about Patty and Selma's feet. Yeah. I would think in another episode they'd be disgusted at the idea of Homer touching their feet. Yeah. they, They wouldn't want him. But I guess... Humiliating him is more interesting to them. They they enjoy Homer's obsequiousness, which we'll hear that word later. I do love the jokes about bad instant coffee. That was sort of a craze in the early '90s. International coffees were just like crappy flavored coffees, but they weren't actual, you know, brewing coffees. There's like powder you mix into hot water. Yeah, I didn't find any Uh, reference to this because it it, it was my girlfriend made a Simpsons reference the other night, which is rare. Hmm. The secret ingredient is salt. (laughs) The continued joke that Marge is this like the most basic bitch cook 
in the universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also <Oregano>. like <laughs> I love that the most uh, international yes. is French Canadian. Like Montreal Morn. But there were those commercials in the nineties where it's like okay. two women chatting over coffee. Like, what was that waiter's name? John Luke. It's oh like, my god, yes. yes. Exactly. Oh, I wish I'd pulled up that commercial. I forgot that. But thing. Uh, I don't think anyone drinks that crap anymore. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jean Luke. That that was the gray poupon of coffees. The cafe. Yeah. Rich, creamy tasting coffee with a hint of vanilla flavor. French Vanilla Cafe. I love this coffee. From General Foods International Coffees. I loved that waiter. Sean Luke. Is Nescafe really bad? I'm not a coffee it's, drinker. It's, uh, I mean, I don't drink any instant coffee because it's all shit, but it is like <laughs> the low tier, lowest tier instant coffee. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> just love Marge's very very sorry i also love on the commentary they bring up that brad bird loved the drawing of homer with his like glued on smile that's like, a great expression he, it is so great yeah. that he's just trying to put on a brave face and then we get our first of two guest stars on this the better guest star who's actually playing a character susan sarandon okay steady bart taking ballet doesn't make you any less of a man All right, girls. Today we learn the dance of the fairy queens. You can either be a fairy or a queen. It's wide open. <laughs> ah, and what have we here? A young man, maybe, who thinks he can be the next Baryshnikov? I don't want to be the next anything. I'm only taking this stupid class because they made me. So, he has fire in the belly. But it will take more than belly fire belly to be fire. the next Baryshnikov. Look, Boris, I think ballets were sissies. <laughs> Ballet is for the strong, the fierce, the determined, but for the sissies, never. <laughs> now, put on this fussy attire. You uh. are a fairy. <laughs> That's great. You are a fairy. <laughs> this is uh, Susan Sarandon, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Sarandon, yeah. She had done voice acting before, I believe, at James and the Giant Peach, the uh, Henry Selleck live action that slash stop motion is picture. way better than Nightmare Before Christmas. James and the Giant Peach is so good. I don't think so, but I also think it's very good. <laughs> Let's have this It's argument. also very good. Uh, um, it's a very stock character of the Russian ballet teacher. But, I, but I, like I, I just wanted to ask, what the fuck is going on with Susan Sarandon? So right mm. as of this recording, yeah. she's the guest star in the best episode of Rick and Morty and yeah. I just saw her on Conan oh wait who is she in Rick and Morty she's the, the therapist the, who teaches people how oh, to eat poop that's and her pickle Rick. okay yeah. okay she has it, the best lines of like the season of that ruined the show because a feminist wrote it <laughs> but uh, while yes, it yeah. is a, kind of embarrassing to be a Rick and Morty fan I love that show and that's a great oh, episode yes, and she yeah. makes it even better yeah. and I just I also love Nathan for you Nathan Fielder was just on Conan and his agreement with Conan so like if I had run out of interesting stuff to say I brought in a backup guest <laughs> <laughs> and then Susan Sarandon walks out and says nothing for seven minutes and sits next to him just in case. It, well, Nathan, no, don't talk to her. I, I'm trying to be the most interesting. Is, she, is Susan Sarandon on the – she's an Oscar winner. Yeah. Susan Sarandon. Well, she's just having fun. I think is she on the cusp of good comedy? Like, I think she is just – she's having fun right now. She's famous. Like uh, a lot of Hillary voters hate her and like blame her for – Hillary losing, which is like, yeah, she was a Bernie supporter, but she seems I pretty down to earth. I don't think steel mill workers in Detroit are listening to Susan Sarandon's but opinion on who to vote for. Oscar winning just does all this good yeah. shit. Is well, willing to do. She doesn't get to star in much stuff these days because yeah. she's kind of why she's still hot as fuck. I, I agree. Actually, <laughs> I just saw on its premiere day, which I didn't intend to yesterday. Uh, this recording, I hung out with my mom, and she's like, "Well, let's see a movie." 
Well, what movie? Um, Bad Mom's Christmas? Yay! Wait, so, what's that one about? Well, so it's the sequel to Bad Moms, where... <laughs> I see. Mila That's Kunis, my line of the show. Good Mila Kunis is a bad mom. <laughs> In the first one, she's a bad mom, who then meets uh, Kristen Bell and Catherine Hahn, and Catherine Hahn is... She's a bad mom, and she don't care. She's a single mom who fucks when she wants to, and she's crazy yeah. and gets drunk and has fun. And then Mila Kunis need, learns to wind down and be cool like Catherine Hahn. Now those same characters are at Christmas time. The, and that's the joke. It, I see. It is, it is certainly a film. Uh, <laughs> but the thing that's supposed to really sell you on is that you get to meet the moms of the moms. Uh, the mother of Mila Kunis is uh, uh, Christine Baranski. Mm-hmm. Then you have the mom of Kristen Bell is uh, Larry David's wife. Uh, Cheryl Hines. Cheryl Hines. And My she's, hometown. She's the funniest person in it. And Catherine Hahn's mom is... Susan Sarandon and she's great that she is uh, this old roadie who never loved her child at all and just <laughs> abandoned her and only wants gambling money I just I am so in love with Susan Sarandon right now for some reason from Rocky Horror Picture Show mm-hmm. oh, Dead yeah. Man Walking she's great in she's Cloud great. Atlas yeah yep. I said it she is Thelma and she Louise is. I just saw it for the first time a few oh, years ago it's for great. It's great. The, the Simpsons episode that it referenced it's fucking awesome I love I love her and also that she would return 11 years later really? on The Simpsons to voice Femac, the female Macintosh computer, the computer for women, in Dana Gould's se- uh, season seventeen written episode, Bart has two mommies, which I'm, is I'm sure I've seen that. It's actually not. I think of it as one of the better new episodes, and by new I mean a decade old. Mm-hmm. Marge starts taking care of Rod and Todd, and there, and she thinks that they're, I have seen this. They need to loosen <laughs> up, and that Flanders is too protective of them. Meanwhile. Bart gets kidnapped by a gorilla, which would then happen like a year later in an American Dad episode, too. Hmm. And there must have been something ripped from the headlines. In the news or something, yeah. It ends with Bart telling Rod that gay means a good thing. And then Rod says, Daddy, Daddy, Mrs. Simpson's made me gay. Oh, that's, yes. That's the end of the episode. I do remember this. And so, yeah, Susan Sarandon has doubled up as voices on The Simpsons. So. Yes, uh, Lenny and Carl are going to go out and get a Zima. And I love this quietly <laughs> funny line. Uh, stop wallowing in your self-pity. Pull yourself together and come get drunk with us. Yes, yeah. In case you don't know what Zima is, it's seriously delicious. Wow. So this guy sits down. He goes, nice bottle. Very, uh... What is it? Zima. Beer? No, something different. Wine cooler. Not so sweet. Try a zip. Zip? What's in it? Yes, it's a patanga. Am I right? No! Okay. It's, it's, enough it's, of that Zima. It's yeah. Sprite with a little bit of alcohol. To, to quote uh, Kevin Nealon, tastes like zit. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the, from the yes, weekend update, update from like 1993. Yeah. I watched the clip about Zima from uh, We Love the 90s. I think it made me laugh out loud because of how fucking mean it is. Patrice O'Neill in the middle of it goes, Zima's gay! <laughs> and then just like smack. That's what he says. That sounds Patrice like him. Zima's gay! Zima's gay! I love Patrice it, it was a difference between. But then they cut to Christopher Lowell, a gay comedian, who goes, like, I didn't get Zima's. I didn't like Zima's. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I still, still, I still see Zima. It's still and I'm like. Around. Oh, I like, drank a bunch of it in Japan. It's well, still, so that uh, is the history there. of Zima. Zima, which is 
from Coors, by the way. It was yeah. them. It was Coors trying to get into the wine cooler market. The upscale exactly. customers. Yes. So they invented it. They stopped production of it in 2008 in America, but mm-hmm. it was still on sale in Japan, which that was... I went to bars when I'd been in Japan. I'm like, Zima? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You guys... And then I was like, oh, I actually kind of like Zima. I would drink Zima before most beers. I would, but... Henry doesn't like beer. Uh, and, but I would so, not. It's basically <laughs> Smirnoff Ice, though. Yeah, Zima. yeah, yeah. yeah. Similar. But then last... Or this year... Year, it got a limited re-release in America because they'll make more of anything from the 90s to sell it to us. So they, they remade a, a Crystal Pepsi too, right? Yep. And yeah. fucking and Bubsy, I'm still not happy. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's in this room somewhere. Oh god. Like, and, appara- and apparently the Zima re-release sold so well that they're going to make more Zima in a Sounds. <laughs> That's how you should interpret that. Yes. So, so that's what Zima is, guys. But uh, they, get, they get to make fun of two effeminate drinks in here. Zima, <laughs> Zima and Tab will both get shots in here. As, uh, that also lets you know how dated this episode is. Like, they're, they're drinking Zima. And, it was new. <laughs> oh, I love this line. It's too clever by half, yes, but yeah. I just, I love how clever it is. Oh. And that Homer, it flies right over his head. But Yeah. Oh, sorry. I also did love that Sarandon's character couldn't think... Oh, of yeah. another superhero after Batman, so he says, Magellan. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe this should be line of the show. <clears throat> Am I wrong? Or did it just get fatter in here? Request permission to slink by. Permission pending. <sighs> First, light our cigarettes. But you're already smoking cig... <clears throat> you're really pushing it. Come on, Homer. You can't spell obsequious without I-O-U. I'll have to trust you on that. Well, Marge was always a good speller. Let's ask her. No! Don't tell Marge. I'll be good. I'll be good. It's almost too smart of Homer to think to burn the IOU while he's lighting yeah. the cigarettes. But Obsequies does need the IOU in it to be spelled. And but it means like overly servile. Ah, uh, it's beautiful. And that's and, what Homer's being to Patty and Selma. He's being Obsequies. It's so great that Homer's like, going to have to take your word on that. <laughs> that leads straight into Homer becoming a Hanna-Barbera dog. Does this have the great March line at the end? Okay. Just for that, you have to crawl around on the floor like the dog you are. But you... <laughs> Yes, ma'am. <laughs> now say, I am Homer Simpson, the lowly dog. In a dog voice. <laughs> I am Romer Rupert. Well, good. Jump, Homer. Jump. <laughs> What's going on in here? <laughs> What's that paper? <laughs> what paper? <gasps> Homer, is this projection accurate? Did you borrow money from my sisters? I don't know, Marge. I can't be expected to keep track of all my wheelings and dealings. He blew all your savings on jack-o'-lanterns. <gasps> you told! <laughs> yeah, so uh, is this projection accurate is my line of the show? It is so purposely clumsy. Here, I'll Go for it. it please. Sorry, I, I had to uh, pull rank on joke, that. Because mine is absolutely uh, rougher more. So it's the same <laughs> clip. Same yeah, scene. Yeah. But uh, it is a cheat. Like, the lamp has to turn into a rear projection machine. Yeah. And the piece of paper has to become fall. transparent. And fall upside down. Yeah. Right yeah. But it's beautiful. Like, it's a great line. Marge, it would have functioned just the same if Marge said, is this true? Yeah. But instead, is, is this, this projection, projection accurate? And there is a weird kind of dance they're doing in which it is kind of uncomfortable to see Homer manhandle adult women. Yes. So you don't actually see the, the tossing happen. It's They're very careful with that, I noticed. Well, and the joke that he threw Marge out yeah. and then immediately like, I'm sorry, Marge, kiss. And, and there's great foley, too, where him, yes. him running back and forth. Yeah. But I, I, I do think they didn't show the actual 
tossing. Mm-hmm. You just see their bodies fly you, out of the You need house. a little separation from yeah. that. And I also love that Homer version of being sad about it is just like, you can sleep on the couch and... Yes. Okay, do make me breakfast, but I'll eat it under the table. <laughs> yes, I, lo- I love uh, Marge's line about how things are going not so good. Frankly, he's under the he's, table. Frankly, he's under the table. Yeah. And meanwhile, Bart has a very realistic idea of what will happen to little gay boys. S- super schools. true. Bravissimo, Bart! Next week, class gives its first recital, and you, you will dance the male lid. Dance in front of my whole school? What is it with you and ballet? I know you have great <laughs> conflict, Bart. You love ballet, yet you fear the boys will laugh at you. No? No, I fear the girls will laugh at me. I fear the boys will beat the living snot out of me. <laughs> it's a very, also, very honest uh, fear. <laughs> and Bart really does do a demi entrechant in it. I looked it up. So in ballet terminology, putting demi at the front means a smaller, lesser version of something. So a demi, a demi whatever. And so an entrechant is, as defined by Wikipedia, a step of beating in which the dancer jumps into the air and rapidly crosses the legs before and behind. I did watch YouTube videos of that. Yeah. Is this the clip where uh, he drinks a tab after yeah, the line? Yeah, he drinks a tab, yeah. That's so now great... that I'm into that, was that jam. a gay reference? It was seen as uh, as a uh, girly drink. Yeah, for sure. drinking a diet soda in a pink can was not the most masculine thing I, Bart could do. I've ordered a tab specifically, but never outside of a skating rink. It's been a long time. <laughs> tab, tab is beautiful. I love the oh, Sarah Silverman, Sarah Silverman pro- episode so good. with the tab. The Might battle be a of the tab episode. between the gay guys. Homer <laughs> tries to order a tab in the next season through no, his computer. True. Where's my tab? Where's my tab? <laughs> Uh, and then we, this is, I think, the best joke in the episode about the mocking the edif- the artifice of sitcoms, the Classy Joe's commercial. Uh, yeah. Hey, Dad, what you doing? Daddy has very important work to do. He's looking through the one ads to find a part-time job. Dad, that's a gag paper we got at the carnival. Oh, no wonder I didn't hear about Bart being elected world's greatest sex machine. <laughs> oh, I'll never pay off that debt. Need money fast. You got no experience? Step up to elegance. Become a limo driver at Classy Joe's. That's it. I'll make money with a chauffeur job. Good thing you turned on that TV, Lisa. I didn't turn it on. I thought you turned it on. No. Well, anyway, turn it off. It is off. (laughs) That is great. The, the joke is that in every sitcom, the TV will tell you the next plot point. You're like, what am I going to do? And then TV has a commercial that tells you yeah. the next thing you're going to do. I mean, I don't like the what I would consider a C-plot in this episode that should have been brought in earlier because yes. they could have had a lot of fun with Homer being a chauffeur, maybe move the Bart ballet stuff to another episode. But there's just too much going on. Yeah, it's and, a little busy. The, yeah. the ballet thing could have... They, they could have all gotten more time and just like, yeah, save the ballet. Yeah, know? and the chauffeur thing is basically one, one bit. It has one. One yeah, one scene. For it, yes, but uh, but first, Bart impresses the kids with his spiky-haired, masked dancing. That spiky-haired, masked dancer is really something. I wonder who he is. He's graceful, yet masculine. So it's okay for me to enjoy this. <laughs> this reminds me of the movie Fame, and to a lesser extent, the TV series, which was also called Fame. <laughs> Uh, I don't 
even know exactly why I love that joke, but I just love that he it sounds he like makes, something I would say. He or... makes that personal distinction out loud. Yeah. Like, instead of he could have just said, "This reminds me of fame," but he has to make sure you know it reminds him of both the movie and the TV as, show. As a pop culture pundit, like fame's resonance is almost gone. Pretty much by this time, yeah. yeah. No, but I mean the, Nelson should not know about fame. It went six seasons. Or Andy Williams. Wait, the show <laughs> apparently. Six yeah, it was My like eighty three to ninety or something. That's shocking. I've never seen it. I don't know what anything about it and I, I have no idea why nelson would remember it but apparently it like only just went off the air but the time but around the I, time nelson's making this reference. oh wow i bet it's full of licensed music which is why we don't I'm never sorry, saw it in syndication i would bet mm. yeah but fame the movie is much better than fame the tv show not that any of it the really song knows. from fame has yes. lasted longer than the yeah. the movies that's true fame i'm gonna live forever all right and so, now we get sued okay <laughs> so this is I love Mel Brooks. <laughs> Me too. This, this is, is a, yeah. a moment where the show crosses a line and really doesn't try hard with it. This is the first time. This is a Muppet Show moment, really, mm. honestly. Like, Ouch. The, which they literally did do on the Muppet Show with Mel Brooks. I'm like, Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah. So here it is here. Oh, wow. I can't believe my very first passenger is comedy legend Mel Brooks. I love that movie. Young Frankenstein scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Um, thanks. Hey, let's do that 2,000-pound man thing. I'll be that Carl Reiner guy, and you'll be what's-his-face. <laughs> Homer, it's not that easy. It takes the genius of Carl Reiner and the rhythm and timing that only he and I... Sir, today every country has a national anthem. Did they have national anthems 2,000 years ago? Sure, sure we had. Of course, we was caves. But every cave had a national anthem. I'll never forget the, my cave's national anthem. What was that, National Anthem? Let him all go to hell except Cave 76. Watch with your siren. Watch with the siren. I love that I, last part, Yes, though. I do like him but, saying it in his old man voice. And like, No, I mean, uh, what's with the siren? And as a kid, I did not get this. this Same here. No, I've never up. heard of the 2,000-year-old man. Which let, First, let's hear the original 2,000-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, we should point out, I think uh, Henry and I were talking, this is like an improv bit. They just sort yeah. of yeah. go back and forth with each other, and, and no recording of it's the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have some similar components. It's just Carl Reiner yeah. as the straight man soliciting old man memories from mm-hmm. the 2,000-year-old man, mm-hmm. and they were very very popular like bits they do on they do on shows they do on albums this is from an animated version of it that they made in the 70s is it true that you are 2,000 years old oh boy (laughs) yes you are too it's hard to believe sir because in the history of man nobody's ever lived more than 167 years as the man from peru would claim to be but you claim to be 2,000 yes i'll be i'm not yet I'll, i'll be uh, 2000 October 16th. Wow. Yes, uh, um, Carl Reiner and uh, Mel Brooks are still hanging in there. Yeah, they're in their still, 90s. Still crossing our fingers. Yes, I believe uh, Mel's in better shape from what yes. I hear. Yeah. He's the uh, only person from his era who's still funny. Yeah. His, his Mark Maron interview is an amazing one. Give mm-hmm. it a listen from a couple of years ago. And he oh, talks yeah. about how Carl Reiner's at about 80%. <laughs> Makes fun of his best friend for being. Yeah. He's still kind of there, right? Well, because in both their cases, both their wives have passed away, so yeah. they're just kind of hanging out all think, the time. Yeah, I thought Rob Reiner said they hang out every night. Yep. They eat dinner together all the time, watch every all, all their television shows and movies together. It's yeah. really Mel's keeping him active, mm-hmm. like which is real nice. And the, yeah, that Mel and uh, Young uh, Frankenstein. I love, yes, I love it. I could look. It's 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 a good joke, but you could be scared by Young Frankenstein. I like Young Frankenstein. It is not as funny as everyone seems to think it is, but it is hyper authentic mm. 
to the Universal Monster movies that it's sending up. It's, I, it's beautiful. I think it's shot beautifully. Yeah. It could be his most like pretty movie. And it's, it came out the yeah. same year as Blazing Saddles. It's not as laugh a minute as Blazing Saddles. That's but, the funniest Mel Brooks thing ever. craft-wise, it's a better it's made beautiful. film yeah. that has a better ending. Like Blazing Saddles intentionally falls apart into a flaming wreckage at the end on it's purpose, great. and it's great. But as a story told, and also as a parody of a thing, one is a parody of a Western, one is a parody of horror, mm-hmm. it works better as a parody, too. And mm-hmm. Gene Wilder is better in Young Frankenstein, oh, yeah. too. Oh, just for like, sure, for sure. My grandfather's <laughs> ideas were doo-doo! But I remember watching it as a kid, and it's just, it's dark, spooky, and Gene Wilder is constantly screaming. He's always it, screaming. It, 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 I didn't read it as a comedy as a little kid. My dad <laughs> did. We should say that uh, Mel Brooks is on this episode because he went to the recording with uh, Ann Bancroft. Who played Lowenstein yes. in uh, No, sorry, Wise. <laughs> why? why? Yeah, that sounds why? like something I would do. Hey, while you're here, <laughs> yes, anyway, uh, his late wife, uh, then alive, played uh, Marge's therapist in Fear of Flying. They're like, okay, Mel Brooks is here. Let's talk to him about getting him on the show. So this entire subplot is just built for Mel Brooks to like land in it for yes. 30 seconds. So I do like a little bit. I think that felt like real Dan Castellaneta as it Homer did. improvising. Yeah, the, it sounded the, like it. And the 2000 year, the 2000 pound old man thing. Oh man. Would then be a joke on, on Mr. Show, Brent Forster's next job. Before we which, start, before okay, we start, yes. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I know from listening to the Mr. Show commentaries, which are great, yeah. they hate this sketch so much. It's one I of the sketches they sketch. hate. <laughs> it's so stupid. Well, at worst, it's, bad improv I, I love it because it's so dumb the idea is so dumb it, this is the listening to the Mr. Show commentaries are the only reason I know what yeah. the Simpsons was talking about yeah, yeah. it took but years God, I just love the chickens delicious chickens, delicious chickens. that's the, the name of the episode right yes yeah. Yeah. the joke is that a man crashed on an airplane and ate the entire airplane over a weekend but then that turns out to be so funny of the interviewer talking to the fat guy that then it becomes the 2,000 pound old man sketch which I just love this line so who was the first caveman? Murray did you eat him? eat him? I'm not that old I'm only 2,000 pounds <laughs> doesn't make any so sense dumb. It doesn't make any so sense. Dumb. That's why I love I'm it. Not the that old. it. I'm only two thousand pounds. Jesus, I love you, Mister oh, Show. Oh, oh God, God, I love that. Oh. Two thousand pounds, man. And I also think the joke is that Homer gives him a terrible setup. That like all these countries have national anthem these days. Like, no, they don't. <laughs> it's not a new thing to have uh, national anthem. So. Uh, then we get to Mel Brooks Part 2, where Homer gets caught without a chauffeur's license, which, in today's day and age of Uber and Lyft, is such a... Da- it's one of the most dated things in this episode. It's almost yeah. cruel we force immigrants to get a chauffeur's yes! license before they can get an iPhone. Now yeah. chauffeurs rule the world, as Frank uh, TV's Frank once predicted. Uh-huh. <laughs> chauffeur's license, eh? Mel, buckle your voice belt! Uh, since you're trying to make a getaway in park, I'm guessing you don't have a license. Better head down to the DMV. These two broads will help you out. Wow. Officer, uh, this man is making me a little edgy. Could you please give me a ride to the airport? Uh, Hey, hey, you're Mel Brooks. Sure, I'll give you a ride. Thank you. Uh, On the way, we can do that uh, $2,000 man thing. Mm. (laughs) You'll be Carl Reiner, and I'll be uh, Police Chief Wiggum. Listen, why don't you play Carl Reiner and let me play Police Chief Wiggum? 
I hate Carl Reiner. <laughs> that a, that's a cute joke. Obviously, he loves yeah. Carl Reiner. That's, uh, but I, this was hearing it in audio is when I got the like Homer is continually screaming throughout yeah. the rest of that exchange. It actually reminds me of a future episode, The Blunder Years, in which Homer remembers a, a yeah. horrifying event from his childhood and he spends like the entire day screaming just yeah. like in that clip. That was funny, but that whole episode, it's like, oh, that Burns. Burns yeah. only employs Smithers because his father died while working for him. In his like, corpse shoot. No, no, Innocence yeah. 2. <laughs> that was a good line that's true but it's a funny episode it was really a stephen king parody it really was really. yeah so then bart's skill as a dancer which was never returned again impresses everybody and then he gives the end of a sitcom speech but reality sets in go ahead and laugh but i took a chance and did something i wanted to do and if that makes me a sissy well then i guess i'm a sissy he's a sissy <laughs> let's rush him uh oh. <laughs> use the ballet. Leap, leap like you've never leapt before. <laughs> Looks like you took a pretty bad spill. Well, as long as he's hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Bart, I am so proud of you. You've shown a sensitive side of yourself that can never be erased. From this day forward, we are kindred spirits. Why'd you just leave me here when I clearly need medical attention? (laughs) (laughs) Reminds me a lot of the Marge uh, speech from the last episode where a character gives a speech with swelling music and is immediately shot down right afterwards. (laughs) Well, I like the... Why would a bully learn a lesson where they're like, I get, then if I'm gay, I guess I'm gay. He's gay, beat him up! As long as he's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it just made, we had, the, our town had the luxury of having lead singer punk rock band tattoos, mm-hmm. earrings out the ass, and I found out my sister goes to ballet taught by his mother, oh. where it turns out this punk rock chain-smoking, druggy, tattooed is a fantastic ballet dancer and has been doing it closeted this whole time and we all got that wonderful moment and nobody got beat up but uh, it did happen (laughs) but poor poor Bart that they all just dances like girls (laughs) and a second subversion of sitcom moment is that you think it's a sweet moment of Lisa appreciating him. He's like, mm. I'm, I'm in pain. I'm, <laughs> I'm really. Help. Yeah. And lastly, though, I think it was a little beneath Simpsons to do such a big Star Wars reference. That was like a bit that. lame. I, yeah. Like, use the force, use the ballet. I was like, yeah. I totally didn't read it they like that. They did that, that in actually. season one, the family jewel son. <laughs> now, that's true. It's, it's the same yeah. joke, even with the same, like, insert of the thought balloon. That's, yeah, that's true. Well, speaking of the same joke, Homer puts on his sarcastic voice again, just as he did in Happy Land. I feel, I feel this is like an animator doing a Silverman impression. It's not quite yeah. Silverman, but it's doing the same sort of poses. I don't want to insult Mark Kirkland. I just think that Kirkland, he's been there since the beginning. He's the most prolific Simpsons director ever. He's directed more episodes than anyone. But I think it's really that like he's... He's a B-level guy. Like, he's the best of the B-level guys, but he doesn't get the fanciest Damn. episodes, and he's not as... He He'll never be a guest of, now. He, Mark Kirkland is great. I love Mark Kirkland. All right, but let's hear this scene. Stupid driving test at the stupid DMV where stupid Patty and stupid Selma work. Sometimes I think God is teasing me, just like he teased Moses in the desert. Testing, Homer. I'm <laughs> testing Moses. And try to be nice to my sisters. Very hard on me to have you fighting all the time. Oh, okay, Marge. I'll get along with them. Then I will hug some snakes. Yes, I will hug and kiss some poisonous snakes. 
No, that's sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that little tag. I like that he's proud of it. Yeah. Like, no, that's sarcasm. <laughs> they have a fun, like, battle of the points in the car. Being yeah, a jerk, a, minus a million points. Minus a million points for you. <laughs> yeah, that they... I think Homer in general is so... They didn't even need to, like, weigh against him. He's like, he's going to fail. Homer sucks at everything. Yeah, he's not going to pass the test. <laughs> he's, uh, Especially Homer, when he's angry. Yes, an angry Homer doing a written test for something, he's going to fail. They didn't, they didn't need to say, like, oh, he only filled it in a bubble half the way they could uh though when they smoke in celebration there shouldn't be an ashtray in the dmv if it's illegal to smoke I, in the it's DMV. their personal ashtray I'd they like, break it out i'd like to imagine they bring it with them yeah, uh, yeah and, and I, I was just reminded because we did a halloween viewing of yes. chopping mall and it's just like just like my mall it's 1987 there's ashtrays bolted to every wall every space there's ashtrays oh yeah like uh, and I a cigarette our, our mall on the second floor didn't have ashtrays bolted to the walls the rail overlooking the first story was a trough one long trough of cigarette ash and butts and it's just it's astonishing i don't know if cigarettes were banned from i I have to imagine before i was born that happened it took a long time my parents both work for the state i don't remember seeing anyone smoking in those offices but you could smoke pretty much anywhere i I worked at a state college campus in the dean's office where all the furniture was from the 70s and every piece of furniture had a an ashtray sized hole drilled into it it's like if you're gonna smoke there's an ashtray literally on every armchair you can find some arcade cabinets that just have ashtray holders built in inside of them it's funny that at that same halloween party at our friend's house they they bought a McDonald's, McDonald's branded ashtray from like the 70s and it's beautiful it's a beautiful when I worked ashtray. there I think they're using it for the when I worked there's this exact time our McDonald's <laughs> had smoking sections oh yeah yeah. It, yeah my grandma smoked we were always in the smoking section yeah well so that's why I think this I love this joke but one <laughs> their boss is such a stock butch mean lady character like yeah. they do nothing with her the sanctimoniousness against cigarette smokers in this feels like written by cigarette smokers in the 90s who are just like, they say I can't smoke anywhere. I'm yeah. an oppressed person. I, I interpret it as like, L- L.A. was on the forefront of like, fuck yeah. cigarettes and people um, smoking. I ordered Azima, not emphysema. emphysema. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was but, thinking. Oh, that is the funny thing is they're smoking because the stamping fail on the test gives them orgasms. They're yes. like orgasmically oh. saying, oh, this is, and they this need is, to smoke afterwards. This is great by Julie. Ladies, please don't tell me you're smoking in a government building. Because that is precisely the kind of infraction that can cost a couple of sisters their promotion. Ah, yeah. What? I'll never forgive myself for this. <laughs> Wait a minute. Those are yours, sir? Yes. <coughs> I am in flavor country. Both of them? <coughs> it's a big country. Ladies, I apologize. And you, sir, are worse than Hitler. I love uh, Dan's non-committed reading of those yeah. lines. It's a big country. It's, it's a, big a big country. country. Are those yours? <laughs> yes. And But that oh. ending that ending is... That would have been in Home Improvement or Everybody Loves Raymond. Like the moment of saving... It's just a little drama type thing at the end. But I do love that for 10 seconds, Julie Kavner, as two different characters, has to like hem and hob like... Oh, oh what the hell? Oh, what's this? What? Her, she... Huh? What? And that joke would have worked the same in five seconds 
but then they doubled it up like, ah, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I love the Patty and Selma voices. They're great. Yes, yeah. But Homer saves them, and that's when they get to see the great Homer that they never see, and they they then learn their lesson. And well, it's, it's also I got to point out because yeah. as a at this time I'm smoking Marlboro cigarettes. Ooh. Flavor Country is a 30 year marketing campaign that this is the one thing we're too young to remember because that's what the commercial said. Like, oh, okay. welcome to Flavor Country. I'm was, familiar with Alive with Pleasure. Yeah, Newport. I'd walk a mile for a camo. But if, <laughs> anything slim for me, that's my. But yes, it was. It's a Marlboro, a reference to Marlboro mm-hmm. cigarettes marketing campaign, oh, okay. which was just that was illegal at this point do you yeah. think cigarettes will end in our lifetime yes. like, I think so as he yeah. takes a long draw from his candy flavored vape now everybody's gonna have their magic wand <laughs> for their for their vaping well, it's, it's fine it's, I see Patty and Selma as more like Virginia Slims ladies <laughs> there's gonna be Patty and Sam, Selma vape plot on an episode <laughs> there's of gotta be yeah. eventually yeah. The free idea Simpsons writers if you're listening <laughs> this tastes that. like cotton candy I bet Al Jean would love that it's ripped from the headline yep, there's yep. a potty in my mouth and everyone's invited uh, but yeah, this I do like this ending. Just that it it reminds me of Homie the Clown. Of they're just like we got twenty seconds. Like it's to speed this up. And the, the the end. Fi- like they literally speed away from the, the ending. And yes, I love the yeah. shot of Patty Summer just standing there, just like kind of flummoxed. Like yeah, well, okay, I do love that. I'm speechless. You just saved our hides. Please, on top of everything else, don't make me picture your hides. It's <laughs> a wonderful thing you did for my sisters. I didn't do it for them. I did it for you, Marge. I kill for you. Please ask me to kill for you. No, homie. You see? You see, this is the stuff I've been telling you about that you never see. Hmm. We're sorry. If there's anything we can do to make it up... Call off the debt? Or say we could let you pass your driver's test. Call off the debt? Uh, well... Debt's off. Let's go, Marge. <laughs> Woo! I just yeah, like, yeah, the, the look on their faces, like, oh, I, which that cost them like at least a thousand bucks. Yeah, I bet. they still want him to pay yeah. them back. They're like, no, you're supposed to pay me. Like, I, my adult brain was just swimming in this. Like, he, did he just agree to not pay them up to a thousand dollars? However, yeah, a promotion is worth that. He saved over them. time. They yeah, owe him that, in the end, I and think. I guess the slavery was uh, came at a cost too. <laughs> yeah, so. He got to let them keep their promotions, and so they made more money than that. So that's fine. But I just love that he takes, well, up, oh, that's over. Let's yeah. go. Like, <laughs> he takes their brief consideration as, you know, uh, like the go flag. Like, yes, yes it's, yeah. it's on. It's on. Because it had to end at that point. No, yeah. it, Marge it, would have intervened. But Homer saved it- Yes, we, exactly. we're saved from all that, and we got a joke instead. Yeah, you get a joke instead, which is good. There should have been more. This episode just has like five or six moments where, like, you guys could have wrote something better. Like, I'm used to you guys trying harder. Like, like that. I didn't mention before, but the ballet sign of like the T is silent. Like, you mm-hmm. guys could have had a fun. Yeah, there right are better there. Simpsons signs. But for as weak as this episode is, how structurally mm-hmm. uneven it is, there are some like amazing jokes that come out of it. Mm-hmm. Just because you can't avoid having those in this era of the Simpsons. So yeah. the whole plot is the plot as a whole does not hold together. I wish it would have been like A and B or just maybe A but it's like A, B and C yeah and then also the most tacked on like the beginning of they'd had guest stars play themselves mm-hmm. in a similar fashion like Tony Bennett but that was hey, good part, to see you the joke was, was he was there the yeah but meanwhile in this it's like wow I can't believe Mel Brooks is in Springfield it's same like whoa Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga. Yeah. exactly it's always she's <laughs> my immediate Linda Ronstadt <laughs> it, it's a Muppet Show moment which I, I say this as a a huge nerd for the Muppet Show. I love the Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. Wow, Bernadette Peters, are you going to help me with my problems? <laughs> those those moments are great, but 
But you think The Simpsons is better than that. They are usually better than that with finding a funny thing to do with a guest voice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And they did with Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I think we set our piece on this episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. Every Monday, it's a classic gaming podcast. Look for it at Retronauts.com or search for Retronauts in your podcast machine. We've been doing this for over 11 years now, so you might have heard of us. If not, we have to have talked about something you're into, so please look us up on the internet. Mm-hmm. Talking Simpsons is pretty great, but wouldn't it be better if you could hear it a week early and without ads and then with a ton of extra stuff? Oh. That's all on Patreon com slash talking simpsons where for five dollars a month or more you could get access to that plus the exclusive talking critic show where we go through every episode of the critic our multiple season wrap-ups the first season of talking simpsons and interviews with so many cool people including former executive producer bill oakley and creator of okko ian jones Cordy. Mm. we have tons of cool interviews on there you should definitely check out patreon.com slash talking simpsons and as long as you're listening here maybe tell your friends to resubscribe or just to <laughs> talk about how awesome this is and also you know a new itunes review it couldn't hurt couldn't hurt I, I became the 2000 year old man there that goes second. triple true for uh laser time in the yeah. whole fucking network god damn it i believe henry just joined us for an episode about Dark Dark Disney Park deaths. Yeah, and four, <laughs> baby. Yeah, we, we also 302010, which looks back 302010. A really good way to revisit a bunch of stuff you may or may not like. Uh, it's, uh, it's a fun ADD pop culture show and uh, Video Game Apocalypse every Friday. Looking at uh, a video game feature about the entire medium of games with a look at some new releases and news. Pretty fun. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a Star is Burns, a controversial crossover oh episode. Goodness. See you then. infotainment.